0: Hopefully. Hopefully this makes sense. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Hopefully That Makes Sense, the podcast where I break down complex topics into a matter that hopefully you understand. So today on our first episode, I'm going to be diving into a question that a lot of people want answered, and that is, how do wireless signals work? So to do this, we're going to dive a little bit deep, and I just want to say from the start that some of this information is simplified. So If you hear something and you think that's not perfectly right, it's simplified, but that's okay. We're just trying to understand. So how do wireless signals work? Let's first start by thinking about how wired signals work and how devices even send data. And with that, what even is data? So I'm going to present to you a scenario. Let's say I send a message to my friend Olivia and I ask her, Are you free tomorrow? It's just a Facebook message. See for us, this looks like the text. Are you free tomorrow? But in code, each of these letters can actually be represented by a number. So a letter, character, punctuation, everything. It all gets broken down into a number and there's a lot of different versions, but in our case, let's use the American Standard Code for information interchange or ASCII so in ascii notation an uppercase a is the number 65 or a lowercase a is a 97. so are you free tomorrow that phrase gets broken down starting with the a which is a 65 r is 114 e 101 Then there's a space which is 32 etc etc so you start off with this text, and then you end up with a series of numbers. How does this help us? Isn't this just more confusing? Fair. So we use a decimal system. So you count from one to nine, and then you add another digit. You get 10. But there are a lot of other systems that can be used. So for example, a lot of color codes use a hexadecimal system or a 16 number system. So instead of just going from 0 to 9, you'll go from 0 to 9, and then A, B, C, through F. So the simplest case of a different number system is just counting. So if you've got one of something, it's a one. If you have two pencils, two individual pencils, or one one pencils, it's two. But code likes to use a system called binary. So binary two is used often by computers and in binary, you end up increasing after you hit one. So a zero is just zero. A one is just one, but two is actually one, zero or 10. Three is one, one, or what we would see as 11. And 4, in that case, you increase to another digit again and get 100. So, why does this matter? Well, if you think about the numbers that we had before, each of those numbers from our original text can be broken down into either a 0 or a 1. So our text is turned into a series of numbers. Those numbers are just a series of zeros and 1s. And now, my original message to Olivia is just a bunch of zeros and ones. I want you to think of a light switch. If zero is off and one is on, you could basically flip the switch a certain number of times and convey that message. Are you free tomorrow? See, that would kind of suck, and that's why we have computers that are lucky enough to do a lot of the work for us. But let's break down how that happens. So you can't just send on and off signals through a wire. That would be a bit of a pain, right? Well, let's consider our zero and one messages as a letter in snail mail. We'll think of it as a package. It's going off somewhere, but that information is contained. You can't just send this. How are we going to know who's going to receive that letter? So you need an address. So let's say I'm sending this message on Facebook Messenger. So you'll need a Facebook server address that's located somewhere in California, and then all the additional wrapping from Facebook. So the type of data this is, it's a message. Who's the sender? I'm the sender. Who's the receiver? Olivia, the date and time, all of that information we'll just consider wrapping. So you've got the address, the wrapping, and then that original message. And at its core, all of this can be broken down into zeros and ones. So with this combined, the address, the packet of information, which has our message, all of our wrapping, just becomes this really long string of zeros and ones. So I'm just gonna pull a random number, let's call it three kilobytes of data. I have no idea if that's realistic, but that is 300 digits of either a zero or a one and your ethernet cable will now transmit that 3000 digit number, either a zero or a one, which is directed by your router through the internet grid until it gets to Facebook. So it gets to their Facebook servers, the address we gave it. At which point, Facebook sends a similar message to Olivia. Now, this whole process happens in the blink of an eye, which I think is absolutely insane. And you probably think so, too, when you think about how much data that actually is. But okay, that's a wired signal. We're not here to talk about wired signals. We're here to talk about wireless signals. So wireless starts as a wave. I just think waves are really cool. Sound waves, everything. It's phenomenal that things can travel the way that they do, and specifically in the electromagnetic spectrum. So what is that? Electro. Electrical. Okay. Magnetic. Simple. Magnets. Spectrum. A range of values. So electromagnetic waves are a form of traveling energy. This energy has two parts. It's got an electric component and a magnetic component. And if you're really science-y, they're actually oriented at a 90 degree angle between the two. So if your electric wave, sorry, that was wrong, Um, the electric component of your wave is vertical, the magnetic component is horizontal. So yeah, that's just a random fact, but what does it mean for light? Well, you can't see a magnetic field on its own or an electric field on its own. Uh, Otherwise, we would all be able to point to the North Pole at all times. But if you put those two components together, they build a wave that can travel and that we can see, at least sometimes. So the visible light spectrum is just a small part of the total electromagnetic spectrum. And if you think about it, they're really special because unlike sound waves, electromagnetic waves don't need a medium of transmission. So that's part of the reason that electromagnetic waves can go through basically anything except metal. I should back up, a medium of transmission Well, if you think of a wave that you see on a beach, the water is the medium. The water moves up and down, up and down. But light waves can go in a vacuum where there's literally nothing. And so how does that help? Well, you don't need a specific medium in order to transmit an electromagnetic wave. They can go through basically anything, as I said. If you really doubt me, go into a dark room and point your flashlight through your hand. A small amount of light, which might be barely barely visible or measurable to your eyes, but a solid amount of light actually goes through your hand. Because although you damp some of it out, that light is still transmitted. So I want you to pretend you're blind for a second. If you're blind, lights turn on and off all the time all around you. But you can't see them. See, waves are traveling all around you and through you all the time, but you can't feel them. And if you were blind, you would have no idea that they were there. Luckily, most of us aren't blind to a specific band of waves that we call the visible light spectrum. This is a frequency that our eyes are able to take in and interpret so we can see things. It's a number of pulses of light or a number of peaks and minimums, I guess, of light every second entering our eyes that our brain manages to understand. See, I'm not a big biology person, I really know basically nothing, never took a single biology class, but I think that's pretty incredible. So, okay, there's this small band of light that we can see and that our eyes can interpret, brain's cool, whatever. But there's a whole other range of waves that we are completely blind to. Generally speaking, the higher the frequency or the more pulses per second, the more dangerous the radiation is. So at the top of this, most dangerous, we've got gamma rays, then x-rays, then UV rays. We call this this ionizing radiation, and we know for a fact that it's harmful. So how many peaks and minimums of this wave? Well, take Elon Elon Musk's network and multiply it by Jeff Bezos's net worth. That's the number of peaks and troughs every second hitting you with gamma radiation, not adding the two, multiplying them. That's a lot and way higher than anything we see in the visible light spectrum. The visible light spectrum is considered the midpoint between these two, so you've got on one hand dangerous UV radiation that can affect your DNA, and then the visible light spectrum in the middle. Now, this is the midpoint. It's somewhat dangerous, but we accept the danger because it's valuable to us. We can see. It's kind of why we have to wear sunglasses. Wear your sunglasses, folks. Now, lower frequency, we've got non-ionizing radiation, which we consider safe. One of those you actually could feel if you were blind, and that's infrared radiation or heat. Then we've got microwaves, which kind of makes sense because it's close to infrared, and you're probably thinking, okay, well, why do we have to be so careful about microwaves if it's safe? Well, you don't want to heat up like a tater tot, Uh, but next we've got our radio frequency spectrum. Again, remember, these are all waves. It's just like light waves, except you are blind to them. If you could imagine someone who could somehow see different waves, different frequencies. They'd be able to see all of this, all of it bouncing off of different surfaces, but we can't. So that's why it seems so mystical and incredible. So I want you to think of a light bulb, an invisible light that turns on and off, but you can't see it. Yeah, okay, Vet, get to the point. How does this affect how data is transmitted wirelessly? Well, an electromagnetic wave is a pattern that just gets stronger and weaker at a certain frequency every second. That strong and weak pattern can encode information. So if you think about it, a very, very low intensity peak could represent a zero and a higher intensity peak could represent a one. There's actually way better ways of doing this, but I'm simplifying it and we'll accept that. See, you could modulate the height of this wave to carry information. It's like if you were in a room with only red light. All of the information interpreted by your brain is based on the intensity of that light, not the frequency. Because in a room of just red light, all of the frequencies are the same. This is exactly what a receiver does. It interprets the different intensities of waves into valuable, digestible information. At the low end of frequency, So the least number of strong and weak pulses every second, you've got radio waves. So fewer strong and weak pulses mean that less data is able to transmit through this form of radiation. And if you get a little bit higher, you can transmit more information. So at the bottom end, you've got radio waves. This is why they can only transmit sound as sound alone holds less data than video, for example. Keep in mind, this is still pretty fast. You've got 100 million peaks and valleys every second. But you can get a little faster. And I shouldn't say faster, but more per second. 700 million peaks and valleys, you get satellite TV. 2.4 billion, you get old school 2G. Slightly higher, and you get 3G and 4G. And something you may have heard talk about recently, from 3.4 billion, to 3.8 billion peaks and valleys every second, you get 5G. Remember that at 3.8 billion, it's still so much lower than the visible light spectrum, which has about 430 trillion peaks and valleys every second, and that's on the low end of what we interpret as red light. So why are people making such a big fuss at a 5G? Well, it comes down to a lack of information and understanding. Anyways, that's off topic. Let's take all this information and put it together. So I send a message to a friend. Each number, letter, character is turned into a different ASCII number. Each of those ASCII numbers is turned into a series of zeros and ones. You add on the address, the wrapping from Facebook. And this is essentially now an instruction code of zeros and ones. The transmitter, your phone, for example, or computer, whatever it is, is turning on a light that you cannot see and moving a dimmer switch billions of times per second until your instruction code of zeros and ones is sent. Then that wave, that instruction code of invisible light is taken in by a receiver so a Wi-Fi router, Bluetooth speaker, etc, and analyzed. So that, my friend, is how wireless transmission works. So I guess I'll see you next time, and hopefully that makes sense.